Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Be a part of one of Missoula's biggest and best card shows to date. The Missoula Sports Cards and Collectibles Show will be held Saturday, June 12th at the Commercial Building on the Missoula Fairgrounds from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. James Spence and JS Authentication, the premier authentication company in the country, will be on site all day. Admissions for patrons and buyers is free, and up to 50 vendor tables will be offered, presented by Zootown Sports Cards. The Missoula Sports Cards and Collectibles Show is still accepting vendors, so call 493-6665 today. ESPN Radio for Western Montana, KKVU HD3 Stevensville, and 102.9 FM on K275BS Missoula. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, everybody? What's up, Montana? Welcome in. Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. One-stop shop for all things sports across the great treasure state each and every day right here on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Want to listen live? You can go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com, and just click on the Listen Live tab. There you will find the live stream. Want to watch us somewhere besides SWX Montana? You can hit up the YouTube channel. Just type in N-U-A-N-E-Z. Tommy's got the YouTube channel all revamped, so he's very excited about it. So be sure to go hit that up as well. Want to get a hold of us? You want to give us a call? Shoot us a text, 406-361-3688. That's 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Please do text us because uh, it's a very good way for us to interact with you. I know that you've been sending some texts for whatever reason. Uh, the We're not going to go there. Do it. From now on, we will be with you and on it all the way around 361-3688. We'll even maybe cue you to send in some texts as well. But you're going to want to remember that number, too, because we have a huge giveaway coming up. And the parameters of what you need to do to win is you need to prove to us in real life, real time, that you are, in fact, 
listening to Nuanez now. We'll get to that here in just a little bit. Got a lot to get to in the show. It is the last weekend of postseason for collegiate athletics around the state of Montana. So we will continue uh, all of our coverage of both the Big Sky Conference softball tournament as well as the Big Sky Conference track and field championships, outdoor track and field championships. Both of these happen to be in Ogden, Utah. I had not planned on going, and now... I'm going, so I'm going to make the drive down to Ogden tomorrow. It uh, should be fun. I always love driving the Wasatch Front this time of year, but I'll be hitting up. Uh, I, I'm not going to make it on t- in time for the Montana softball game at noon against Sacramento State, but I will be uh, at Stewart Stadium for the Big Sky Conference Track and Field Championships uh, starting on uh, Friday morning, and then if Montana is to advance in softball, I'll also have coverage of that, but we'll have full coverage for you and a remote broadcast live from Ogden on Friday. So tomorrow's show, we'll have that taken care of. i got a whole bunch of stuff in the works. We'll get to all the guests then. Friday will be remote, so nothing different for you, the great listeners, but our coverage continues, and it's going to be a lot of fun to be back out on the road. I've had a lot of fun traveling the last couple months. Didn't do that for a while. That was a soul suck, but glad to be back in the saddle. Sean Rainey, main man from SWX Montana Television. He's in studio with me today. What's up, dude? How you doing? Thanks so much for coming by. I'm doing great. Um, I I imagine you... I always love the the feeling of the being refreshed when you come back no from question. A, a vacation. Um, so, yeah, no, glad to be uh, see. I, I walked in today and I was like, wow, we haven't seen each other in a little while. Bro, you know, we were used bit. to like seeing each other a couple, uh, few times and then we had, you know, Grizz football. So right. then we see each other a little bit more. Our, cr- our, our paths kind of cross a little bit more during, you know, basketball and football sure. season than they do, uh, you know, normal spring sports season. So, yeah, good to be in. Good to be uh, talking a lot and, ex- you know, excited for uh, some guests in the show that we got tonight. Great show for you today. We're going to get started with Russell Westbrook and his recent triple-double record. I find Russell Westbrook one of the most captivating athletes in all of sports, and I think that the polarizing opinions about Russell Westbrook are part of what makes him so captivating. So we'll have a discussion about that. Speaking of Grizz softball, Melanie Michaels is going to swing by. She is the head coach for the Grizz softball team. They play again tomorrow at noon against Sacramento State at the Big Sky Conference Tournament. It's a Wednesday, so that means it's a Wing It Wednesday. We got some trivia. 361-3688. You're going to want to remember that for the trivia contest as well because I know we've been sort of evolving the way we've done Wing It Wednesday. Sometimes we ask trivia to each other, but today we're going to ask trivia to you. So I'm, I'm going to keep prompting this so you can start to get to prepare. But this is all about... NFL draft picks from specific schools. That's what you got to think about. If you if you think you're an expert on NFL draft picks from specific schools or, you know, numbers like who's had the most players drafted, things like that, keep that in mind. About 445, we'll be giving you a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Top of the hour, extremely excited for this. Uh, this is going to be awesome. One of our good buddies, friend of this show, he's already been by a couple times since he's been back in Missoula, Marty Morningweg, former University of Montana quarterback, who then went on to be one of the great quarterback coaches of the last generation in the NFL. He made stops with the Green Bay Packers, where he coached Brett Favre, the San Francisco 49ers, where he coached both Steve Young and Jeff Garcia, the Philadelphia Eagles, where he coached Michael Vick, the Baltimore Ravens, where he coached Lamar Jackson, and a bunch of great quarterbacks in between. Marty has great perspective when it comes to football, great perspective when it comes to the state of Montana, and this is very exciting. Marty is launching a podcast. His first episode will drop soon, but it's with some of his old pupils, including one Michael Vick, will be the debut of the Marty Morningweg podcast. So Coach Morningweg will swing on by. We'll talk all things football with him, including his new podcast venture, and maybe a little Montana Football Hall of Fame stuff as well, because Marty is one of our headlining members for the Montana Football Hall of Fame uh, coming up next month. So we'll get to all that and more, plus probably some draft coverage as well. Sean jumped on on Monday. We get a little draft coverage, so we'll talk some more about the draft as well. Before we get, get to any of that, though, what's going on at SWX? You guys got anything cooking, or are you guys kind of just – I know it's kind of the, – the spring sports are kind of winding down. You, you can't do much with the high school stuff, right? So so is, is it kind of just uh, easing into summer right now at SWX? Yeah, we just, you know, did uh, some great softball as they wrapped up the regular season. And then, uh, yeah, we're gearing up for the paddleheads. I know you guys obviously are – you know, air those games on – ESPN Radio, we're going to do every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday home game cool. for the Paddleheads on TV as well. So kind of gearing up for that, getting ready, because that's about, I think, 24 total games um, doing those uh, th- three days on the weekend for those home stands. So, yeah, excited for that. And, uh, yeah, just uh, gearing up for, you know, what is it, the last, uh, you know, 
two and a half, three weeks here of high school spring sports. Um, uh, they get kind of finish up Memorial Day weekend, and then and then uh, the, the slow, and then and then the uh, the the creative content time hits. That's, that's right. what I like to say. You know, that's when we gotta you know think think a little bit more and get this, this is where talk radio is the greatest because yeah. you guys have to come up with stories where you shoot pictures and photos and videos of people we can just ask really dumb questions and then talk about it for as long as we possibly can that's where sports radio is the greatest when it's the middle of the summer although uh my nba interest it's not not, not my interest but my my following hasn't been up to par as of late but i just got back from vacation i went on a long road trip and uh Basically, what I did was admire the beautiful scenery and crush NBA podcasts. So now I'm fully back in on the NBA, so we'll have a lot of NBA coverage coming up for you. You've been golfing a little bit too, right? Yeah, I've been heading out to Larchmont, and uh, you know, what the golf game is not where it needs to be yet. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's early on in the year, but yeah, I mean, it's just been nice to... Get out on these uh, beautiful mornings and hit the links. It's so funny, too, because I, I got a, a buddy who I grew up with here in Montana, and then he moved to Arizona for a while, and now he's back, and he's just lights out. He's just so good. And I'm like, well, dude, of course you're good. You got to go play year-round, and so you got to accelerate your game. Yeah, I was really good when I was back home in San when Diego. You played in San Diego. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, when you played 300 rounds a year, it makes you a little bit better for sure. Well, that's fun. Speaking of golf, we got something cool for you. I know we're a little ways out from this um, because Father's Day is not for about a month. I guess it's officially probably about five weeks away, in fact. I believe Father's Day, June 20th. But we do have a great giveaway for you, as we do each and every year. We're going to send you and a friend or you and your son or you and your dad or whoever you want it to be. It's centered around Father's Day, but you don't necessarily have to take your dad. But we got two rounds of golf and a night at the Coeur Resort. So Coeur Resort Golf Course and Coeur Resort uh where you can stay. It's a stay and play presented by Coeur Resort. We're going to give that to you. So we'll keep prompting that throughout the next four or five weeks. No need to rush and do it now, but if you want to, you can as well. All we need to enter into this contest, we need evidence of you listening to to, to Nuanas now. Whether it's a picture of your radio on 1029, or you got a screenshot of you live streaming it, or you got a link to the YouTube, or um, you, you're watching it on your phone or what? take a video of you watching us, anything. And all you got to do is text it to 406-361-3688. That's all you got to do. Prove to us that you are a loyal listener. And then by the time we get all our entries, hopefully there's millions of them, we will sort through and we will decide who our illustrious winner might be. All right, Rain Man, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook recorded his 182nd career triple-double the other day, making him the now proud record holder of the triple-double record. He he broke Oscar Robinson's record, which stood for four decades plus, a record that most people thought would never be broken. Westbrook has made the triple-double uh, his own, basically. Nobody thought anybody would ever average a triple-double like the Big O did once upon a time back in the 60s. And Westbrook don't look now, but unless he has a complete and utter falling off a cliff this last week or so of the season... He's going to average a triple-double for the fourth time in five years. So he's made this statistic his own. He's made this his thing. Yet, I feel as if it's polarizing. On one hand, he's racking up triple-doubles. On the other hand, people say he's chasing stats. On one hand, he is one of the most high-motor players in the history of the NBA. On the other hand, people say it's not winning basketball. On one hand... You would love to have him on your team because he plays his absolute butt off. On the other hand, you'd hate to play with him because he takes more bad shots than anybody in the league, maybe anybody in the history of the league. So we're going to get into the nuances of this, but where are you at with Russell Westbrook? I don't know. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. like um, I, I, and I think the NBA is just a unique league in the fact that during the regular season, it's just completely different than the playoffs. They are really two. For sure. They are really two com- different seasons. For sure, and and, and, and the way the schedule works too. I, I guess that the, the people that follow the NBA heavily and they consume the podcast and they read the beat writers, you know that the, the way that it goes. Every team in the NBA is going to have the, the road stretches where they have five games in seven days or seven games in nine days. Those happen, I think, two times each for each team. But it fully impacts the results of the games because if you are in a game, if it's your fifth game, and this happened to me, actually. I bought really expensive tickets for my brother's birthday to go watch Kevin Durant and the Oklahoma City Thunder and Russell Westbrook against the Denver Nuggets. I paid like $200 a ticket. We sat like 14th rows, super sweet. And little did we know, we didn't check the schedule. The Thunder were on their fifth game in seven days. 
and they were down by 19 points with 10 minutes to go in the third quarter, and Russell Westbrook and KD never checked back in the game. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here like, what? I'm sitting here, why is this happening? But the point is that a lot of times losses are scheduled in, or teams will take a loss on purpose, right? And so I think that impacts... Statistics, effort, all that stuff, and then also, obviously, the the level of play in the playoffs is is way higher. So you're you're totally right. Yeah, and I just think that because the playoffs are so long, I just feel like the a lot of the regular season, as far as some stats and numbers, I'm not saying that what he doesn't do is not impressive, but the NBA regular season a lot is there's a lot of it is based off of effort, and that's why you see a lot of these like. Like the Phoenix Suns, the Thunder of last year, the uh, the Utah Jazz this year. A lot of the teams that have like never been there before and they're younger. Yes, they get on a roll and they they're trying harder. Like the, their pedal is to the metal during the regular season when the more experienced teams are kind of just coasting through because they know that like the the playoffs are so long that right. Not that they're not trying during the regular season. It's just they're not trying as hard as they could. And so I feel like with Russell Westbrook, and we've seen this with Giannis the last couple of years, they're amazing regular season players. And when you get into the postseason, their weaknesses are just on the forefront. And they can't hide their weaknesses as much in the postseason. And with him, with, with the effort, everybody's playing hard equally in the playoffs. And so... That kind of goes, you know, it, it it's, doesn't hold as much value. And so I, I think it's amazing. Like, I would, you would love to have him on your team. And the fact that he goes 100% all the time, like, it's awesome to watch and it's fun. I, I feel like he's could use a little bit better basketball IQ and just knowing when to throttle down, especially just in his shot selection and things like that. I feel like he's gotten a little bit better of that as of late, but. His IQ as far as shot selection and then just knowing how to the finesse of being able to be a good teammate mm-hmm. and knowing how to get the most out of your your guys, but also in just like a personality standpoint. And I think, you know, he, I think he's a hard, you know, he's kind of proven to be like a hard guy sometimes to to play with and in the NBA, like if you if you if that is you, then guys are going to leave. Like what we've seen, sure. And so I think that is a that is a knock on him. There's a lot to get to with Russell Westbrook. A couple of points you just made there, though, that are absolutely worth fleshing out. It's Nuanez now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana, joining me, Coulter Nuanez. If you want to get involved in the conversation, you want to give us your feedback on Russell Westbrook, shoot us a text, 406-361-3688. Tommy can forward those along to me, and we can get you involved in the conversation. It's a great point what you just said. I think that throughout like the prime era of the NBA in the 80s, 90s, and into the early 2000s, this concept of load management, this concept of trying to load up for the playoffs wasn't nearly as prominent. A lot of times you saw the best teams chasing the best records. This came to a head when the Golden State Warriors won 73 games, the greatest season in the history of the NBA, and then lost in the finals. Since then, it's been pretty tried and true that the teams that have the best record in the NBA are going to be the young, hungry, up-and-coming teams that want to prove to everybody that they've arrived, whether it's the Bucks or, in this case, like right now, the Jazz and the Suns are battling it out for the top spot in the West, when neither one is, is even close to the best team in the West, I don't think. I think they're both good. But they're not going to beat the Lakers or... Well, they're not going to be favored in Vegas. Like No, yeah, exactly. Like the Lakers are going to be the seventh seed, and they'll probably still be the favorite to come out of the West. For sure. And so uh, the, the whole concept of, hey, we're going to win 60 games, we're going to be the best team in the NBA, and then we're going to carry that into the playoffs, there's a disconnect now. Mm-hmm. Teams are totally reconciled with, hey, we just got to win 50 games. Wherever the seeds might fall, we're going to beat you in a seven-game series. That's the other most fascinating part is when it comes to a seven-game series... That's where everything goes awry because Giannis Antetokounmpo is such an amazing player, but he does have a couple weaknesses. And when you have to play a, a, the same opponent seven consecutive times, they will put that one or two weaknesses on full display. This is the Russell Westbrook thing. Russell Westbrook can run around crazy and completely change the game with how high of a motor he plays with, how hard he plays on both sides of the ball, his rebounding, all of it. But 
when it gets to a seven-game series, all you got to do when it's an elimination game is just dare Russell Westbrook to take bad shots. Same thing with Giannis. And, and Giannis, too. And if, and if they do, they're going to lose. And really, all it comes down to is winning or losing that elimination game. That's it. That's all. In today's NBA, if, if your best player can't shoot, it, it makes it's you're in trouble. For you know, sure. Because you can just, if they go on a bad streak and then it gets in their head and, and you're just giving them the shot and they can't take it. But the, the question I want to pose to you with sure. Russell Westbrook and kind of my, this whole valuing him kind of thing. He's going to average a triple-double for the fourth time, setting all these records, being awesome. But, like, would you rather have the last two seasons, would you rather have Chris Paul, who took right. the Thunder, who were... Supposed Nothing. to finish like tenth in the West, right. and they—I think they were like the sixth seed last Th- year. I think they were even the five or seed. something. Yeah, and they went to a seventh game yeah. with the four. And then seed. now he goes to the Suns, and the Suns are a two seed. And Westbrook is throwing up all these huge numbers, and they're not winning games. Like I just feel like, and yes, every um, scenario is a little bit different, but to me, like that is just the prime example of like you don't have to put up the huge numbers to have a massive impact. And I, I just—I think you could use those two players who play the same position. That kind of shows just the, the the way that those two guys impact the game differently. So that's kind of where I stand with Russell Westbrook. Great player, um, but what I what I pick him, what I want him on my team. I, I, there's a, a, a like I don't know. There's probably at least five plus more point guards in the league easily that I'd take over him. So let's let's flesh this part out because this is very fascinating too. I sort of went down the rabbit hole on this last night. But I do think it's such an interesting dichotomy because it is so uh, revelatory for multiple things. That sometimes stats can be empty, but sometimes stats are essential. It also is revelatory for the fact that um, that winning in the regular season, like you said, and winning in the playoffs is different. And I think it's also interesting to think that Westbrook, I think, made a uh, a tactful decision in his career to affirm his legacy as a Hall of Famer, which I believe he's absolutely a surefire Hall of Famer, maybe even a first ballot Hall of Famer. He made that decision after Kevin Durant left him high and dry in Oklahoma City. So here's the numbers. Russell Westbrook, again, 182 triple-doubles, the all-time most in the history of the NBA. He's averaged a triple-double four times in the last five years, making him the only player uh, in the... the NBA to average a triple-double more than once and four out of five times that that's ever happened. Secondly, in those 182 games that he's had a triple-double, his team has won 78% of those games. That's impressive. That's what that's what you want. So he's definitely making his team better when he does drop a triple-double. He His teams have perennially made the playoffs, so to say he's not a winner is incorrect. I think that Charles Barkley was saying this on Bill Simmons' podcast recently. We need a new definition, or we we need to delineate between two different categories of players in the NBA. There's a lot of guys that are winners, and in fact, great winners. Charles Barkley was a great winner while he was in the NBA. So was Carl Malone. Chris Paul has been a great winner throughout his career, but they're not champions. And there's a difference in that. We want everybody. We we call guys not winners when they are winners. Even Carmelo Anthony has won more than he's lost, but we say he's not a winner. He is a winner. He's just not a champion. And to be a champion, uh, that takes a, a lot more uh, than just you know making it to the playoffs. The last thing is that um, Russell Westbrook. This entire run has completely coincided with one pivotal moment that basically changed the arc of the modern NBA for better or worse. Forevermore, in 2016, when Kevin Durant was still with the Oklahoma City Thunder, OKC took Golden State all the way down to the wire, and they lost in the last minutes of Game Seven of the Western Conference Finals. It's a devastating loss for OKC, one of the biggest wins to that point for the Warriors, and then the Warriors won the championship. Well, then Kevin Durant skips down after that, and then Westbrook's kind of left high and dry, and so he's kind of been—he had the Thunder by himself, then he went to the Rockets, and now he's with the with the Wizards. But I just think that he made this this um, decision to do this. But when, you, when it all comes down to it, here's the tale of the tape on Russell Westbrook. He's been All-NBA nine times in his career, including first-team All-NBA twice. Among active players, he's tied with Kevin Durant and Chris Paul for second on the all-time uh, – or in the, in the current All-NBA rankings. Only LeBron James has more. Here's a ridiculous stat for you, Sean. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and um, – 
Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, who's the third? Oh, Chris Paul. Those three guys combined have less all-NBA selections to their name than LeBron James does to his name. That in itself is amazing. That's the proof of the the brilliance of LeBron. But here and over there, we're not going to rattle through every single one of these statistics, but I think here's here's what I think, Sean. More than is he a winner or not, more than is he a champion or not, more than is he aesthetically pleasing to watch or stat chasing or whatever you want to say about Russell Westbrook. Two points. One, I think that the fact that he's been deemed a point guard really hurts him because he does play on the ball. But I think that he needs a position all his own. If Scottie Pippen and Draymond Green and LeBron James are point forwards, I think I think that Russell Westbrook is a power guard. He's not a point guard, but he's also not a two guard because he can't shoot. He's a power guard. He's the greatest rebounding guard in the history of the NBA, and I don't even think it's close. But I think that the number one factor, though, that holds Russell Westbrook back is the fact that regardless if he's a point guard or a combo guard or whatever you want to call him, the guys that are his peers are all better than him, even though he is probably a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? So in other words, who would you rather have, Steph Curry or Russell Westbrook? Curry. Who would you rather have, Steph Curry or Chris Paul? Or excuse me, uh, Russell Westbrook or Chris Paul? Chris Paul. Westbrook or Damian Lillard? Lillard. Westbrook or Harden? Harden. Westbrook or Kyrie Irving? I am not an. Uh, I know you're not a I'm Kyrie gonna take, Irving. Guy. I'm going to take Westbrook. Uh, sure, but but it's it's yeah. it's, it's kind yeah. of a coin flip, but like, right? Yeah, I know. I, I I brought up the player efficiency rating for qualified point guards this year, and Russell Westbrook is ninth in player efficiency rating, which kind of takes into a lot of the things that we're talking about, and the guys above him. Like Drew Holiday, De'Aaron Fox, Chris Paul, Trey Young, Kyrie Irving, Luka, Lillard, and Curry. And he's right above guys like Mike Conley, Derrick Rose, Jamal Murray, Ben Simmons. So, I mean, the, the, that's kind of where I would take like take him. Like, I would take him over Drew Holiday and De'Aaron Fox. But I would take him behind all those other guys. I, I think that's where it comes in. Is That's what's so fascinating about the dichotomy that is Russell Westbrook. Because... On one hand, you could argue that Russell Westbrook's career achievements are so far superior to anything Drew Holiday has ever accomplished or ever will accomplish. Yet, depending on who you have on your team, you might actually take Drew Holiday over Russell Westbrook. Like, where Drew Holiday is right now, I would take Drew Holiday over Russell Westbrook. Not that he's better, but he's a better defensive player. He's a smarter player. He's a better shooter. And if you're pairing him with Giannis or someone like that, he's just better. Yeah, exactly. And I do think it's like, if you put Westbrook... In the 90s, I think it'd be a lot better because no question. What the game is just so much about outside shooting now, right? That if you can't, it's just it's just that you you have to be able to to shoot well, and if you don't, then it's just it's it's just such a glaring weakness. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula. That's a great point too. That's where I get to the positional part, like the power guard. The NBA has gravitated so much. First of all, I think this is the greatest group of on-ball players the NBA has ever seen. I mean, everybody we just listed is, I think, with exception of maybe Kyrie Irving, but everybody else I think is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, James Harden. I mean, those guys are in the Hall of Fame as soon as they're eligible, even if they retired tomorrow. So I think that hurts Westbrook. But I also think that if, if he did play in the 80s or 90s, team they would just play him off the ball. Because everybody had their walk it up like Scott Skiles type B.J. Armstrong point guard. And then, okay, you give him the ball, and now he's on the ball, and he's initiating the offense. Yeah. But he just would play a different spot, right? And then it wouldn't matter if teams are helping. and whatever. The no shooting thing wouldn't hurt him nearly as bad. I do want to ask you, because we got into this debate the other day in our newsroom. Great. So, so quickly, who do you think is the better basketball player, Damian Lillard or Clay Thompson? Wow. So this is the one we got into, oh, and we man. went, we totally went down the rabbit hole of like career okay. and like what what career means. So like when I say like when because when it's all said and done, like when I say like uh, who had who had the better career, like Dwayne Wade or Carmelo Anthony? Dwayne Wade. Who had the better career, like Damian Lillard or Clay Thompson? And when I to this point, Clay Thompson certainly. Yeah, but like, do you? Because when I hear like better career, I don't know. I guess I'm always in the camp of like I don't hold the championships as high of a weight as other people. And I love that you don't because I think it does take a little bit more fleshing out in this element as well, because this was a debate on 
Bill Simmons podcast. So Bill Simmons wrote the book of basketball. I have a copy right over here. And he did his pyramid, his ranking of the top 93 players. Why 93? Because he left seven spots because he knew there would be some guys that were coming in so he could make it an even 100. But then since that book came out in 2010, there's been a lot of guys that are still playing that have risen up. Like in that book in 2010, Chris Paul is in the 50s or something like that. And I think Simmons has him in the top. 30 now uh, that he's gotten a lot better or that he's, his career's gone on a lot longer in that book LeBron James is like 15th we got uh, Sentinel basketball coach Jason Mack, uh, Mackey just uh, texted me Westbrook or Dominique Wilkins wow see I'm I, I'm kind of young like I don't really fully remember watching Wilkins besides like highlights and stuff. They're I similar players in terms of their motor. Yeah. Uh, Wilkins is significantly bigger. He's, he's probably four to five inches taller and he was certainly a forward, but he was sort of a tweener too. Cause he was a forward, but he wasn't a power forward and he did play on the wing. And so that's a very interesting one. I think that's a great comparison. Thanks Jason Mackey. Yeah. Um, but okay. So here, but Simmons was debating the, the prompt for he and Ryan Rosillo's topic was who's better Ray Allen or Reggie Miller, because Ray Allen has multiple rings, but Ray Allen was at best the third best player on the two teams he won rings with. Reggie Miller has no rings, but he led a largely otherwise irrelevant franchise in the Pacers to the finals twice and was the face of the Pacers for years. Mm-hmm. So that would be my argument is Clay Thompson is great and he's had an exceptional career. Thank you. But he's also played with multiple Hall of Famers. If Dame keeps doing it in Portland, I think, first of all, I know that this gets overblown, but I think if you stay in a small market and you are willing to be the dude and take all the heat and you don't go pull this, I'm going to go sign up to play with my buddies in New York or whatever like they're doing with the Brooklyn Nets right now, I think you deserve all the credit in the world. If you'll take all the shots from everybody. See, that's so funny because Ben was Ben Wyman, our anchor host, sure, sure, that, sure. said that, that that's a knock on him for not wanting to go and win. See, man, I think if you, if you make yourself a legend in – a small market. Yeah, I don't think you would knock that. That's what I was saying. Big time. But I also agree with what you're saying. Like, I think I don't think Clay Thompson could could carry a franchise like Lillard is. Like, he can't be the <sighs> the dude. See, that's interesting. I think Clay Thompson could get you into the middle of the West. I think he gets you into the playoffs. But Lillard has one playoff series, and they've been to the Western Conference Finals twice. I think when he's been the guy. He also like is. I mean. Top three as far as guys that you want the ball in the hands. Oh, oh shooting he, no, no, no. He's the best big shot maker in the NBA. I mean, him and like Steph. He and Steph Curry. And that's it. Yeah. That's like, it. Like, I mean, that's it. Yeah. This is a debate that could rage on forever. It yeah. will rage on forever. We got to get out though because Melanie Michael, softball coach for the uh, University of Montana softball team, she's joining us next. Keep it right here. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. The look of genuinely joyous surprise on Sean's face when he got he has his own little rejoin is just classic. And then Tommy with the music on the comeback too, remembering. What I like? You can play me. A kid? You can play me Dr. Dre all day, Tommy. Keep on doing it. Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Keep those texts coming. We got a couple from some users or some listeners, whatever. Whatever you are. The consumers is what you are. And we love you for it. Thanks so much for tuning in with us. Good question here. Did Pete Carroll ever mend USC's ties? I saw Reggie Bush finally back in the college bubble. So we'll get to that here in a little while, probably uh, in the second hour. Also had a good uh, message forwarded along on the Facebook as well. Random Montana sports thought or question of current athletes, any level, any sport, who do you think most objectively could be labeled the pride of Montana. A very interesting question as well. So we will we will contemplate both of those here uh, for a moment. But earlier this week, I caught up with Melanie and Michael, the head coach of the University of Montana, 
softball team. You're, you're on the way. That's good. Yes, yes, on the bus right now. So yes. hopefully it's not too noisy behind. You're, you're on the way. That's good. Yes, yes, on the bus right now. So yes. hopefully it's not too noisy behind. <laughs> every time I make that drive, I, I, this is between us, but every time I make that drive, I always think to myself, why does anybody live anywhere between Missoula and Salt Lake City? Like, it's it's so great in western Montana, and it's so great in Utah. I just don't, I, and regardless, <laughs> it's, Idaho Falls is a special I, I place. I understand. Idaho Falls is I a special place. <laughs> I almost so took true. a job there one time. Thank God I did not. Thoughts on Southern Idaho. I think you probably share them, unless you live in Southern Idaho, and apologies to you. <laughs> but Melanie Michael will be joining us here in just one quick minute. Um, we just, for when the bit was produced, we forgot to uh, cut off the pleasantries at the beginning. Live radio is always an experiment. So I got a story on that. So um, when Alexa started becoming a thing, oh yeah, you know, um, we had to record these sports segments for Alexa. And so, for about you know a minute, sixty seconds or whatever, I'd have to do those little like kind of like your your little sports center update that you do on the radio. And uh, a lot of times I have to record them like late at night when I'm done with my shift, so it's like ten thirty, eleven o'clock. And I was recording it, I messed up, said a curse word, and then recorded it again. And <laughs> let's just say I did what you just did and. and Forgot to hit the in and out point in the right spot and clip the whole thing on there. And we got a Facebook <laughs> message saying, yeah, the sports guy on the Alexa is, uh, you know, just throwing curse words all over the place, blah, blah, blah. And so that uh, that didn't go over so well. <laughs> Those that missed the, the back and forth. I mean, that was just, they were, they're on the way to, to Ogden, Utah. They're driving through Southern Idaho. I was... I was talking in jest about Southern Idaho, but um, my mother, who's a great follower of ours and uh, one of our great quality control operators at ESPN Missoula, she informs me that Southern Idaho is the greatest potato growing region on planet Earth. So there. <laughs> Gotta love it. Okay, so let's go to the questions while, while we get this um, bit back in action. Let, let's, let's talk about this question that the, the listener has. Who do you think, who, who first comes to your mind right now, just an athlete, when you're asked... Who is the pride of Montana? The question is a current act. Current? So I think that that gets fuzzy because obviously half the state, if you say Troy Anderson is going to say yes, and the other half is going to say no. Half the state, if you say, you know, Gabe Solser or Samuel Kim is going to say yes, and half the state is going to say no. When you talk, you know, if it's a grizz or a cat, I don't think you're going to have much uh, sort of Mutual pride, even though I think that most people would, would acknowledge a guy like from Dillon, Montana, like Troy Anderson, is worth rooting for. A guy like Gabe Solser mm-hmm. worth rooting for. But who who is the one that's this kind of like the the outstanding boy pride of Montana? Well, I mean, there's a few. So can it be a college athlete currently, or because uh, I was kind of thinking like athlete? Man, I don't. Because there's some like Olympian type athletes too, but they're not like as well known by everybody. Um, and then there's like, you know, some former, you know, cats and grizz that are playing professionally, like an Alex Singleton, but he's not from Montana. Right. But he's killing it right now. Sure. And doing really well. But I do still think that there's a, there's the, the cat grizz rivalry is so intense that people will find ways to hate on everything. Yeah. And I think you kind of have to be from Montana for it to count. The pride of Montana needs to be from Montana. Yeah. Well, I mean... Not it wasn't a uh, an athlete, but I think in the last six months it's probably been Wayne Tinkle. Wayne Tinkle's with, a very good one with the the run that they went on and just the the recognition that they got the and Tinkles, just the, the, the national t- exposure. And, the the you know Tyler I mean? Tinkle clan is uh, is a good example too because you know when Jocelyn's from Jocelyn went to Missoula Big Sky, but then she went to Stanford. And I think everybody in Montana was rooting for her at Stanford because that's a cool accomplishment to play at that high a level. Went to four straight Final Fours. Ellie went to Gonzaga. Trace went to Oregon State. So there was no Cat Grizz muddling it, right? Even though both Wayne and Lisa were Grizz, there was no Cat Grizz stuff muddling it. So I think I think the Tinkles are are a good uh, answer. I'm trying to think what sure. pro athletes are from Montana that are playing right now. I know that there's... Well, so here's, that's the other part about this that makes it a tough question is that this is the lowest number of football prospects from Montana, Montana State, that have been in the NFL since the founding of the Big Sky Conference. 
Big Sky has been in the league since 1963. There's only one player from Montana, Montana State on an active roster. That's Alex Singleton. And so that that hurts you because, you. I mean, during the heyday, I mean, like when we were in college, there's, you know, 10, 15, 20 guys sometimes in the NFL that are from Montana or Montana State. So that kind of reduces the number. Josh Hustis maybe is one. But he's, yeah, but he's, he's not, not, that, he's he's not, not in the league a, anymore. Yeah, he's not that big of a star. I know the, the White Sox reliever, um, mm-hmm. Cody Hewer, yep. Um, yep. he's from Missoula, but not super well-known. Um, man, that's that's tough. I don't know. It, it is tough, right? Um, I, I guess I'm trying to think of other ones. I mean, the one that came to my mind initially this is from years and years ago, was Todd Foster, who's from Great Falls, who became, I believe, the middleweight champion of the world, and he was an amazing boxer. Maybe Sugar Shane O'Malley can be that guy if he keeps winning at the UFC. That's a, it, yeah, that's Because that's one that everybody will root it, on, right? Yeah, and everybody, you know, at least that follows that sport, knows who that is. And so everyone that follows that sport that's from Montana has a lot of pride in that guy. Great, uh, some great wrestlers right now in the ranks, too. Jarek Deegan, who just won the Little Sullivan Award. He's a, a senior at Iowa State who was a four-time champion at Belgrade High School, and he might be an Olympian someday soon. For Missoula, I know, like, I mean, there's a ton of, like, Raleigh Wooster supporters. Raleigh he was almost, he, I mean, he was almost the Mountain West freshman of the year. Uh, how about, how about I, I got I, this is a text from our good buddy Austin Tutel. Maggie Voison. Yeah, I was going to say, our, we got our the skiers. Maggie Voison. Yep. Dar, uh, what, Stevens. Uh, Darian Stevens. Yep. Uh, both of the, both those gals are from Montana. I think, yeah, yep. that, those are, I mean, they're Olympic caliber. Uh, Quinn Wolferman from right here in Missoula who's an X Games athlete. I think those are the ones you kind of gravitate towards. The guys that are from Montana that don't have an affiliation to one of the, the colleges yeah. are the ones that I think that really would, would resonate with people. Another one to keep your eye on who could become the pride of Montana is Katherine Burkoff from Missoula Hellgate. She's a swimmer. She's the greatest mm-hmm. swimmer to ever come out of the high school ranks on the girls' side in Montana. She was a 16-time state champion. I believe she holds the state record in every event that she did. And she was, uh, I believe, second in the ACC in multiple events as a true freshman at North Carolina State. And she had a top 40 backstroke time in the world as a freshman. So she And her, her dad, David Burkoff, who relocated into Missoula after his Olympic uh, career was over, but he's a two-time silver medalist in the Olympics. So she has the pedigree, the resources, and, I mean, that, that's the kind of thing that becomes the pride of Montana, right, mm-hmm. is is the the athlete from the state that goes on to be an Olympian where everybody's rooting him on. Yeah. Great question. Keep them coming. 361-3688. That's 406-361-3688. Sorry for the tech difficulties, but we'll get to Melanie Michael here a little later on in the show, probably second hour. But we now have trivia for you, so remember that number as well, 361-3688. I got college football into the NFL draft trivia for you. Sean will be your lifeline. It's a Wing It Wednesday presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. 1029 ESPN Missoula. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Base Beats. Tommy, you're the man. So happy to have you back in the saddle. Welcome back to Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana TV. It's a Wednesday. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. That means it's a Wing It Wednesday. Presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Baseball season is ratcheting it up. The Desperado, definitely one of the best places in Missoula to watch baseball. And what better place to watch baseball and what better activity to do while you're watching baseball than having yourself a basket of wings. Desperado has the best wings in the city of Missoula. We're going to give you, one lucky listener, a dozen wings to the Despo. But first, got to answer some trivia. And these ones are going to be a little tough. I can't wait for this. 
So time now to go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. We welcome in good buddy of the show, I think, Justin on the line. Justin, how you living, my man? I'm doing pretty good, brother. Well, as long, you're going to be doing better once you win these wings. So this is the old school format, the, the tried and true Wing It Wednesday format. I got a couple trivia questions for you. You got to get two right out of three, but maybe if you get rolling, maybe we'll do three out of four, depending on how much Sean can help you. But you do have a lifeline. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television, is here with me, so he'll be your lifeline. So here we go. Boy, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. Tell me likey. Tell me want wingy. All right, Justin. Number one, Alabama had a had six first round draft picks in this year's NFL draft that tied the all time record set by. Which school? Set by which school? 2004 oh, was the year. Man. 2004. Mm. You don't know. You can yeah. take a pause. Don't use your don't use your lifeline yet. And you can you can sit and think about it. Let's let's circle back around. Okay. Number two. All right. There's three schools ever that have produced five number one overall draft picks. Three schools have had five. That's the record for the most number one draft picks from a school. There's three schools that have had five. Name one of those three schools. Name one of those three schools? That have had five number one overall draft picks in their history. Well, I would assume Bama was one of them, but I would say... Mm. We're talking number one overall, uh, not not just first round, but number one overall. You'd actually be surprised to know that Alabama has only had one number one overall draft pick, and that came in 1948. Wow. Okay. Uh, no, I'm still going lifeline on it. I no. Okay. You, you got me with the college questions. Okay. Um, go. How about Southern Cal? Southern Cal is one of the three schools. Southern California had number one draft picks in 1968, 1969, 1977, 1997, and then most recently in 2003 with Carson Palmer. So you're correct. Southern Cal in the books. Okay, so you got one down, Justin. You haven't got any questions wrong yet. So that's good. So any intuition on to maybe who that 2004 college team that had the most six first-round draft picks is? 2004. See, I was 14 years old. Who the, who was killing it back then? Uh, was that the Trojans? Were they? That that's it's close because in 2003 the Trojans had five, but uh, not not 2004. Oh, come on. Okay, so we'll pa- we'll pause there. We're not going to give you a wrong answer yet. So we're going to circle back around. I'm going to ask you a couple more. Because I, I actually have bonus right. questions here. Because it's been a while since we've done this Wing It Wednesday on Nuanas now. So, next question. There's only been one number one overall draft pick from Florida State. That happened uh, in just a few years ago um, in 2015. So, six years ago, 2015, Florida State had their first ever number one overall draft pick. Name that player. Florida State? Florida State. Was that uh, Heisman Trophy Heisman Trophy winning quarterback from Florida State, 2015? Got two hints for you: Winston? interceptions, interceptions, and crab, crab legs. legs. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again, Justin. Uh, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. There you go. That is good enough for us. Congratulations, yeah. Justin. You got two right. You are the proud owner now of a trip to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Dozen wings. Give your information to Tommy in the back, and uh, we hope you have a good time down there with the Despo. Thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate it. Hey, keep it up, fellas. Killing the game. Wing Wednesday, Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Okay, Sean, do you know the answer to the 2004 question? Ohio State? LSU? Neither one. Really? Notre Dame? Nope. Really? I don't know. The Miami Hurricanes. Mm. Was that the, like, Ray Lewis? No. The, when, 
So th- there was three iterations of the Great Hurricanes. When would that been? There was there oh, was that the, was a long time. There was the Mi- two thousand. Yeah, there was Super MVP, there yeah. was the Miami Whatever. run of the late eighties when Dennis Erickson was the head coach. So there was the ninety two draft, I believe it was, that featured Ray Lewis, Cortez Kennedy, uh, Warren Sapp. Uh, and I believe there was one other defensive back in there. Then there was the second run uh, during the Butch Davis, Larry Coker first iteration where they had like Clinton Portis, Willis McGahee, all those guys. And then there was the third run, which was the the, the final run of the Larry Coker era. Sean Taylor, Kellen Winslow the, the second, Jonathan Vilma, DJ Williams, Vernon Carey, and Vince Wolfer. Those are the six that went in the first mm. round of the NFL draft. It's actually pretty good because out of those guys, I mean, I know Kellen Winslow has encountered some uh, pretty horrific personal demons lately. But he was good. But he was good when he was good. Sean Taylor would have been the greatest safety of all time had he not been befallen by tragedy. Jonathan Vilma was a pro bowler for sure. DJ Williams was never anything special, but he was fine. Vernon Carey was a starter in the NFL for a long time. And Vince Wolfwork was obviously one of the great nose tackles, defensive tackles uh, in all of football. So, um, a good, a good, a, a, a list that was good after the fact as well. Another text in from uh, one of our listeners, Proud of Montana. This is a good one. Jess Lockwood, no question, the mm-hmm. best athlete in the state of Montana right now. That's a really good one. A kid from Volberg, Montana, who's been a two time world champion bull rider already. And he, I mean, he's like 21 or 22 years old. I know he's experienced some injury stuff lately because, of course, <laughs> you're riding a bull. I don't know how you avoid it. But uh, that's a really good one. Thanks thanks so much for whoever sent that in. Um, really good one, Pride of Montana, Jess Lockwood. Hour one in the books. Hour two. Several different great guests for you. Melanie Michael, University of Montana softball team, the head coach. She will join us. And it's also our ESPN roundtable featuring Marty Morningway, former Grizz quarterback and longtime quarterbacks coach in the NFL. Keep it right here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 